are listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here. And today I am back with a solo episode all about how my first quarter as an entrepreneur has gone. So I'm going to give you guys a check-in, some updates. And this episode is titled, I'm my own boss, now what? Because that is how I feel most days. When I meet up with people I haven't seen in a while or, you know, just catch up with friends on the phone, they always ask, So how does it feel? You know, you're your own boss now. How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like now what? Number one, it still doesn't feel real, right? It still feels like this weird phase of just like, how can this be life? (laughs) What, how can this be life? And so there's that feeling of like, kind of waiting for things to, to have this normalcy feeling to it, but it doesn't. And getting comfortable with that, getting comfortable with the unknown and just kind of feeling like you're in between and you're not sure what you're in between of, if that makes sense. But the biggest thing that I have wrangled and and struggled with this quarter, you know, my very first three months as an entrepreneur is mastering myself. So what do I mean by mastering myself? Well, I have spent, God, I don't know how many years as an employee with someone else being my boss. And although I was my own person with my own mind, able to speak my opinions, at the end of the day, someone else was, in a sense, my master, right? Like, that's who I answered to. That's who I asked for vacation days. That's what determined how my day was going to go, my tasks, my goals, my everything, you know? And now that I'm my own boss... I'm figuring out how to manage myself. And it's different than when I was working and juggling the side hustle where, of course, you know, I had systems and everything in place. But that is a system I structured when I only had about one to two hours a day to work on my side business and the weekends. Now that I have eight hours plus a day to work on the business, it's all of a sudden like, I feel like I'm wasting time because I was used to getting what I could done in two hours and that was it. And I felt accomplished because that is the time I set out and that's the time that was allotted for my job. Now my job has all this time in the world and I feel like I'm not working hard enough. I feel like I should be this superwoman entrepreneur who just gets like a million things done each and every day, who has this massive checklist that she's powering through each and every hour. And that's just not how it's been. So I'm not used to feeling this way. And it plays games with my mind. So on the one hand, I'm like, oh, am I lazy? Am I not working hard enough? On the other hand, I'm like, as long as you're getting what you're supposed to be getting done, like have patience with yourself and be kind to yourself. Like you're not doing anything wrong. And I'm not doing anything wrong per se, but at the same time, I don't feel like I'm doing everything right. So that is an emotion I wasn't prepared for. And I know better than to waste time. You know, I've talked to so many women on this show. I've listened to so many interviews beyond the show. And I just feel like I should know better. I should know better about how 
to optimize and maximize my life now that I'm an entrepreneur. I should also know, you know, better about taking care of my health. And yet and still, I find that some days get away from me. There's some days where I look up and I'm like, wow, you know, this day just flew by. Every single week, every single Friday since I became an entrepreneur, I felt like, wow, it's Friday already? Like, you know, did I accomplish everything I needed to this week? Why wasn't I as efficient as I could have been? So there's been lots of beating myself up. And then I have to pause and think, well, is beating myself up even productive? I talked in my first entrepreneur diaries of some anxiety that I had been experiencing. And a lot of that was around reaching out to people, taking on new kind of projects and having to kind of talk myself through hyperventilating to actually do it and not let my fear and all of that stop me. And so that's what I've been dealing with and still deal with a bit. This quarter, I've had nights where I went to sleep with things on my mind and I woke up maybe four or five hours later, still with those things on my mind and unable to sleep, restless nights, insomnia, and waking up with my heart racing. And I'm, I can't quite say I can put my finger on exactly what led to these experiences, but I do, you know, believe that anxiety had something to do with it. So I did a lot of reading online about it. I've tried different things. And reading the book Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown actually helped a lot. It helped me because I felt like she was in my head <laughs> unpacking a lot of the experiences I've had over the past five years, especially a lot of the, you know, feelings of imposter syndrome or self-doubt and self-criticism that I experienced, especially during grad school. And so reading that kind of reminded me of the person I want to be. And I'd already started recognizing on unpacking some of those things on this show, you know, unlearning that shame that makes you like scared to tell people about a failure. Like I'd already started processing some of those feelings. And when I read The Gifts of Imperfection, it was like, oh, you know, where was this book? This is exactly the process I've been going through the past few years. But this helps me even more to affirm this journey and to make sure I continue on this path of loving myself through the failures and being open about it and having zero shame when I share these things because it's okay to fail, mess up, have things not go the way you expected. And so all of that has helped with the anxiety I was experiencing because it reminded me that, hey, I might be having these restless nights because number one, I'm beating myself up. I'm fearful of goodness knows what, because sometimes you can't even pinpoint that you're fearful, but your body is reacting in a way that it would when you're fearful. And, you know, you guys know that my motivation, my goal word this year is fearless. So of course I want to push through whatever is causing my body to have these reactions. So reading that book helped me in, in a couple of ways. Number one, it reminded me to read. <laughs> Reading has actually been really good at helping me to go to sleep. Like it helps me to take my mind off work and focus and let go for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a night before I go to sleep. And, you know, it kind of puts my mind in a state of ease so that I'm able to go to sleep and get a more restful sleep. And it's not always an educational 
book I've read. I shared this with you guys who are on my email list. I just recently finished uh, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah, which, you know, it's a true story. But of course, you just get lost in it because it's just so fascinating. His experience growing up in South Africa and what he experienced as, you know, a mixed race person. So highly recommend that book. But saying all that to say reading has helped me to get better sleep. Reading before bed, at least 10 pages, has helped me to go to sleep. So I'm really glad that I rediscovered that. And I will say that I haven't woken up with my heart racing in like the last two to three weeks. So I'm happy about that. But back to, you know, mastering self and mastering my time. So again, the issue was that there's just so much of it now. (laughs) There's so much of it now. And I'm learning to put structure into my day. There's really no way you can prepare yourself to be an entrepreneur, right? You can't really say, okay, I'm going to do this. My days are going to be 10 hour days. I'll start here and I'll do this because life happens. Life happens. And you, once you're really in it, you start to, at least I start to trial and error, figure out what works for me. I'm like, okay, you know, setting my alarm for 5am and saying, I'm going to go to the gym. Then is just not realistic for who I am right now. That's just my body just doesn't respond to that. So I'm not going to put that out there and then feel bad about myself when I don't do it. Like there's, it just, it's a bad cycle that was happening. So let's set my alarm for a more realistic time. Let's talk, let's look at seven and how I can plan out my day from then. Going to bed at, you know, X, Y time. Is that a good time? Like, is that really going to happen? And if I keep missing that week after week, why do I insist on trying to set that time as my goal? So it's also being realistic with myself and structuring my day in a way that it should still, you know, put pressure on me to be responsible. Like I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, okay, get up at 1 p.m., go to bed by eight o'clock so you can watch this. Da, da, da. I don't know. It's basically just giving myself structure in a way that is smart for me, still responsible, but also realistic. That has helped with mastering my time a whole bunch. So once I realized when my natural body cycle like the times that worked for it, I started to put in place more structure around those times. So I started going to the gym, you know, at a certain time. I have set email times in my day twice a day. And I also, this past month, March, tested out a virtual assistant. So, um, you know, we did a trial run and it went really well. And so we went ahead and signed a more long-term arrangement And a couple of things about virtual assistants. So I've always toyed back and forth with when to start really bringing people onto my team and hiring people full time because it's like maybe I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or it's just trying to be really fiscally sound where I've thought I've just always been critical of, okay, is this the right time? Am I there yet? Am I ready? Am I should I be investing my money in this way? And of course, there's a school of thought that's like you invest this money so that you can make that much more because you're freeing your time up. And while I agree with that, it's another thing when it's something that you can potentially do yourself, like freeing my time up to not do production for this show was a no brainer because that's not my sweet spot. That's not something that, you know, I do. And that comes naturally to me. I would be up late into the the night hours trying to, to edit However, something like uh, sending emails, you know, managing my calendar, all of that, I could technically do. So I always struggles with, okay, maybe if I just manage 
my time better. I'll have more time to check and respond to emails. But then I realized like, number one, checking and responding to emails, calendar management, reaching out to guests back to back to back, that stuff actually drains me. And it kind of just sucks energy out of me. And it's not conducive to me being creative, me thinking through bigger and better ideas for my business, for my brand. And so I wanted to try out what would my life look like? What would my business look like if I no longer do those draining activities and pay for someone else to do that and start using that time to think more strategically? So that's the process I'm in now. It's really exciting. Whenever I see an email go out from my assistant to someone and it's like such a sigh of relief. I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? It's like, oh, she's taking care of this. Like, look at that. Like, it's all taken care of. And I didn't even have to jump in here. And I don't even have to be like on my email every second. I could come back in at my designated times that I check it and say, oh, okay, that, that, and that got done. So that's really cool and an interesting experience. So, you know, I hope that continues to work out. Something else that I have been learning to master overall is my energy. So a part of mastering self is, of course, the time management piece, but time and energy are so closely related. If I don't manage my energy right, then I waste more of my time. So I had to really work on honing in on, again, what was draining my energy, what gives me energy so that I can start to structure my time better. And one of the biggest ways that I wanted to focus on mastering my energy was to get back into the gym. So some of you might not know this, but leading up to my wedding in August 2017, starting in about maybe February, March, I started working with my personal trainer and his name is Sam Ture. His company is called More Active Lifestyle and he's at More Active Lifestyle on Instagram. So I started working with Sam a year ago and was super, super focused for the wedding, dropped down several pounds, but most importantly, like, you know, got my my tone back and my arms, my back, you know, was just feeling super trim, super healthy and also super energized. Like I would say that was a time in my life where, you know, people would say, I don't know how you're doing this. It's because I was in the best shape of my life. So I was like beast mode, able to you know, handle a lot more. I was working three jobs, you know, planning a wedding, working at NPR, working for myself. And I look back at that time and I'm like, I want that Nikayla back. Like, it doesn't make any sense that I now work for myself and have less energy. So one of the first things I wanted to do is definitely get back into working out. And so um, I started working with Sam again and you guys might see that on my Instagram stories, by the way, more and more because um, it helps keep me accountable when I share it. So sharing my road back to fitness, because since the wedding, I actually put on all of the weight back plus like more pounds. And so I was really discouraged about that. You know, it was around the time that I was um, preparing to quit and like just feeling a lot more stressed out, a little bit more um, anxiety, like I would eat when I was nervous about what I was about to do. And so, yeah, like I was feeling more sluggish, lethargic and all of that. And I realized like I just haven't been taking care of myself. Like I really need to get this energy back. So working out for me is, yes, it's about, you know, losing weight. Like I'm not going to lie. I do want to lose weight. 
but it's also about getting back to a stamina and energy perspective because I want to be able to, you know, take on things and and go about my day and then not want to just get in the bed and take a nap. And I want to have more energy and all of that stuff. So I'm reprioritizing my health. And March was a great month for me because I, I set up this like, everyone can do this, by the way, for the month of March, I like put this thing on my fridge where I wrote out all the dates in March. You know, I made my own little calendar by hand. And then I put all the different things I wanted to check off each day. So I didn't check off every single thing each day, but the fact that the goal was there staring me in my face, it really helped me to stay consistent. So an example of some of the things I put um, were like, you know, I want to drink this much water. I want to move my body. Like sometimes I wouldn't even put workout because, you know, a workout, sometimes it intimidates you or it, I don't know, it, it's like a mental thing, right? You're like, oh, I don't want to work out. So I put, you know, just move your body <laughs> all this week, move your body, drink this much water, eat real food. <laughs> That's another thing I put instead of eat clean, eat green, like eat real food, which for me meant I got back in the kitchen, started cooking again, instead of just grabbing things and ordering out all the time, which, you know, I'd gotten into a, a habit of in January, February, because everything was a cycle, right? Like I felt sluggish, so I didn't feel like cooking so that I would order out. And then, you know, that just leads you feeling more sluggish because you really don't know what's in your food. Like the sodium is always ridiculous because that's how people, you know, choose to flavor food. The sugar is ridiculous. So all these things that you don't even know are in your food are just making you sluggish and the cycle would repeat. So, you know, these are the things I would put on the calendar and I would check it off every time I accomplished it. I also would put things like 10,000 steps. Um, so I would track on my Fitbit now, 10,000 steps used to be really easy for me when I was working because I was walking to the train. I was walking. I would get off one stop earlier and walk to work from the earlier stop. And that was like about a mile each way. So like going to work and from work, I was getting in like a thousand steps. And now that I don't commute into the city each day, then all of a sudden, like it is a challenge to get five or, or 8,000 steps in. So my goal each day is now 8,000 instead of 10,000. So, you know, just another way that I find being realistic while still a bit ambitious helps me to not get down on myself. Because if you just keep trying to hit an unrealistic goal, you just get down on yourself, you quit, you give up. Why not just, you know, aim for 8,000 instead of 10,000 steps and like do that consistently see where that gets you and then move up to the next level. So that's one thing that's been helping me. Sam has also been great in working with me where I am and, you know, um, helping me map out a plan to get where I want to go. By the way, I think that at some point, maybe in the spring, if you're in the D.C. area, I think I might do some kind of like workout like event, you know. So if you're interested in that, me plus of lifestyle, let me know because that could be a fun thing to do. But I also, as I started sharing this on my IG stories, I realized that people, I mean, I got really good feedback. Like people were like, oh, you just motivated me, you inspired me. And um, I never expected that. I there's again, it was my accountability thing to share with you guys to hold me accountable. Because if you guys see me working out, 
and eating healthy, but then when you see me in person, I look the same, then you know that I have been cheating and like putting up like a complete highlight reel and not showing the reel. So it is my accountability to be like, no, like people see me working out, like I need to be getting results and not like eating a burger after I work out. So (laughs) accountability for me. But then I got really great feedback. And so it made me realize that in the same way, when I watch, you know, some other people's IG stories and I see them working out in the same way that that inspires me, that, you know, inspires those who follow me. You know, it reminds people to go to the gym. It reminds you to take care of your health. And I totally want to do that because I see so many of us just get so wrapped up in everything else that's going on in our life. And our health takes the back burner. And I don't want to only get in shape for when I have some big event going on. Like I, for the first time in my life, I don't have an event that I'm counting down to that I want to be 10 to 15 pounds lighter for. I simply want my energy up. And I do have a goal weight, but when I hit it is when I hit it. If I feel, I told Sam, if I feel better before I hit that weight, then it's not about the weight for me. It's about how do I maintain this feeling And that's the first time in my life that I've felt this way. So totally enjoying this process of mastering my energy. Hey guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsors. Okay, I have a side hustle hack for all to hear, and it's called Skillshare. You want to know how I grow as a businesswoman? I keep learning. There's not a week that goes by that I'm not checking out a refresher class or a deep dive tutorial. And my go-to is Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, you name it. So whether you're trying to start a side hustle or scale your business, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. In the last month alone, I've learned how to set up my email capture landing page on Squarespace and how to boost my email marketing using MailChimp, all through Skillshare. And now, Skillshare has a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right, just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Hustle Pro. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Hustle Pro to start your two months now. side hustlers, we're in the business of turning our ideas into value. The thing is, we need time to cultivate fresh ideas, which is exactly where our sponsor FreshBooks can help. FreshBooks makes cloud accounting software for creative professionals that's so straightforward to use. You'll save hours every week and have more time to let your creativity flourish. If that's not enough incentive, the FreshBooks platform has been rebuilt from the ground up. They've taken simplicity and speed to an entirely new level and added powerful new features. I can't cover them all, but sending a branded invoice in under 30 seconds and enabling online payments in two clicks is a good place to start. There's also a new projects feature where you can invite employees or contractors to collaborate and easily share information, files, and updates. If you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, now would be the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for all my listeners. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle pro and enter side hustle pro in the how did you hear about us section. So just to recap a bit, um, I did write down some notes and, you know, excuse me if I'm rambling. I wanted to come from the heart with this one. So 
you know, feel free to tell me if it felt a little rambly. So, you know, I touched on that the biggest challenge for me this quarter has been the whole mastering of myself. Like I thought it would be easy to manage myself and be my own boss. <laughs> it has been anything, but it has been the challenge of a lifetime. Like, cause think about it. What do you do? What punishment is there if I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to call it an early day. Like it's not going how I want to today. I'll just stop here and try again tomorrow. Like there's no boss hanging over me who's like, hey, you know, what happens to that deadline? What punishment is there if I push a deadline back? None. So anyone out there who gives themselves really hard deadlines and are able to stick to it, I'm not talking about side hustling anymore, right? Because again, I didn't have this much of a problem when I was side hustling because it was like fixed time every week. And if I didn't get it done, then it was like it wasn't going to happen. But now that I have so much time, it always feels like, oh, I could do that later. And then before you know, it's later and you're pushing it back again. So mastering self, ongoing process, mastering my time, ongoing process. And finally, mastering my energy is the one I feel most excited about because I feel like it's happening and I have hit on what was holding me back. And that was really being out of shape. This past week, I had such a hard workout. And then I think after that, I was so exhausted that I actually did have to take a nap and my legs were so sore. So I took a quick nap, but I had plans to meet up later that evening. And by the time I met up with, it was actually with my mastermind group. So I'll talk about that in a second. By the time I made it out, had dinner, all of that, didn't didn't drink or anything. So it wasn't drowsy from, from dinner. Came back home and I just passed out. <laughs> and I was actually so proud of myself. I have not been passed out in so long. Like I have not worked so hard. I used to be passed out all the time when I worked for NPR and then came home and side hustled because I was giving it all I had every single hour of the day that I was awake. And so being passed out to me was just, it was <laughs> satisfying feeling. It was like, oh, that's what it's like to work hard, work out hard, go hard on your business, catch up with some friends, come home, pass out. But speaking of catch up with some friends, so I caught up with my friends who, you know, together we formed a small little mastermind and we basically just meet up and check in with each other. We talk monthly, but um, have in-person meetups as often as we can, but usually ends up being like every two to three months or something. And it was an important reminder for me that these emotional highs and lows that I go through are not abnormal. This is actually the most normal thing ever. <laughs> and sometimes I forget that. I really do. I don't know what I expected, but I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting the emotions that I've been experiencing. And so being able to talk to them you know, one of my friends talked about how, you know, like an hour before coming out, she'd had just a really thorough, ugly cry, just cry, just had a lot on her mind and heart and just had just needed a good cry. And then afterwards, she wiped her face and put on some eyeliner and came to meet up with us. <laughs> and, um, you know, of course, we also talked about some of the ways that we deal with these different things. So we talked about therapy. We talked about acupuncture, crystal therapy. We just spanned the gamut 
And all of these are things I will explore more over time. Um, I'm, I'm most excited actually to, to try out acupuncture in the spring. But, um, you know, we just talked about the different ways to make sure that we are managing our hormones, also practicing um, being kind to ourselves. I was about to say self-care, but there's a reason why I chose being kind to ourselves instead of self-care, because I think that sometimes when I hear the word self-care, I think of pampering and out of the ordinary. And I think it's it's something that Latham Thomas talked about on her episode on the show. And um, yes, that's kind of self-care is important too. But what me and my friends talked about were the little ways in which we can be kind to ourselves throughout each and every day. So that starts with positive self-talk. That starts with, like I've said, not beating myself up for doing things that maybe are just not in line with my rhythm and, you know, figuring out my rhythm and then doing that and journaling, cutting back on screen time so I can get a good night's rest, tea, drinking tea, laying low on caffeine, um, just the different things that you can do each and every day, having moments of of just reminding yourself to breathe meditating so whatever it is for you you by the way you do not have to do all of the above so I think there are certain times in life where I tried to do like five different things and honestly all you need is one thing so mine right now again is reading and I do like to drink tea um, non-caffeine to kind of soothe my mind and those are the main things I focus on um I do try to limit my screen time. Um, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. I'm talking about right before bed. I will um, keep the phone out in the living room and just try to keep my mind from being so alert and unwinding. So that's just what me and my friends talked about. And a couple of things I wanted to touch on before I end are mastering learning and mastering perfectionism. So I have rediscovered audiobooks in this quarter. I think I tried it out once before. I don't know what book it was. However, I just did not connect with the whole audiobook thing for some reason. It really doesn't make sense since I have a podcast and love listening to podcasts, but I wasn't able to concentrate on my audiobooks. But anyway, I tried it out again this past quarter and loved it. That's how I read The Gifts of Imperfection. The book I'm currently reading is The Storyteller's Secret, which I believe Nicole Walters uh, may have recommended on her episode. I believe it was Nicole. So rediscovering audiobooks has given me a whole new approach to learning. Before, I would just get absolutely just like bored after three chapters <laughs> with most of the wonderful, wonderful business books that all of my guests recommend. But now that I have audiobooks, it has changed my ability to just process it. And get through it quickly, because that's another thing I would get discouraged because I'm like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to finish this book. <laughs> but now, you know, finishing a book in a week, I feel like super powerful and I'm ready to like take on the next book. So audiobooks will make you feel super knowledgeable, super just on it. So I love that. And I think that it has given me a whole new lease on studying entrepreneurship, studying and learning from business leaders who I want to be like and who have success that I want to replicate. 
And it's made me realize that I can get through this content. It's, it's almost like, you know, I've created a whole new curriculum for myself. By the way, I am going to set up a resource page where I list out all the books that my guests have recommended over time and that I'm currently reading. Because if you want to know what I'm reading, it's always on the business front. It's always from the list my guests have recommended because there's so many goodies in there that I will not get through in, you know, one month, one year, whatever. And then on the topic of mastering perfectionism, what I've really learned this quarter is that perfectionism is not a badge of honor. And it's not that I am the biggest perfectionist out there, but again, I didn't expect to feel the emotions that I currently feel. So that means there was some lingering like, I need this to look this way and I need to have control of my journey and my narrative. And this is what entrepreneurship will look like for Nikki, for Nikayla. And it hasn't been that way. And the gifts of imperfection helped me to remember that being a um, perfectionist is really not a badge of honor. It is really just like you are killing yourself and putting yourself through torture. Why? Why? Another way that I have been mastering perfectionism is to block out some of the noise. So I'm going to be real with y'all. There are some entrepreneurs who I love, 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 but I can't follow them on Instagram (laughs) or I can follow them, but I have to mute their stories. And here's why. I find that for me, stories are mad fun. Stories are where I'll show you my silly side, you know, me checking out my abs after I've done one ab workout, all of that. Um, Some people, no knock on them, you know, to each their own. They use their stories as a time to preach (laughs) and a time to talk about entrepreneurship and, you know, what you should be doing and the ways Um, what works, what doesn't, I don't know y'all, but I've had to mute some people because I found that it was making me feel bad about myself. I am not there yet. I am a work in progress. Um, as you know, Moyo likes to remind me, like I've been at this for all of two days, (laughs) like relax. Right. And sometimes when I would see those stories, like it would just remind me of all the things I don't have in place yet. And those people don't mean that, like they're trying to help, right? They're, they're, They mean no harm and I mean no harm against them. I just have to know what messages are helpful to me right now. And where I am in my life, it's not helpful to be reminded of the things that I may be doing wrong or don't have in place yet. And they might have those in place because they've been doing this longer than me. So I wish more people would share mistakes that they made. And that's why I I really am hoping to draw that out of my guests more. I really wish more people would remember who they were when they were three months into things and just not give preachy advice from the space of being five, six, seven years out. Because um, for me, I don't find it helpful. And I hope that by me sharing my own journey, you know, step by step, my first year of entrepreneurship, that I hope that is helpful for you guys. And again, I'm not perfect. I don't have everything in place that I want to have in place um, financially, legally, mentally, you know, staff wise. I am very much still the center of my business. And if something were to happen to me, guess what? Yes, my business would take a hit, you know, and what can I say? Like, I am not there yet. And I'm, I'm comfortable with not being there yet because I'm human and I'm just starting and 
I am also comfortable with saying that I block out all that other stuff. <laughs> I don't care. Save all your preachy advice for somebody else. Um, and in that same vein, after April, I am taking a break from any public speaking. So coming out the gate, I felt very honored when anybody would hit me up to speak somewhere like you want to hear from little old me like oh my gosh I felt very very honored and of course I would say yes like unless I had a conflict or I just you know didn't think it aligned or that I was the right person to speak on that topic then I would say yes however I need time to actually be an entrepreneur instead of talking about it I've done enough panels so I've shared the lens of someone who's fresh out the gate I think I've done that. I think I've put that out in the universe. And now it's time to live and experience things and work. You know, one thing that I joke about with Moyo is um, he has a phone that he needs to replace. And um, every time I tease him about it, he's like, oh, I want to earn it. And I love that about him because, you know, a lot of us, me included, would be like, oh, my phone, you know, it's time for a new phone. I've had this for like X amount of years and I cracked the screen like Apple Store, what's up? Um, whereas Mario's like, you know what? I have some new goals for this year. When I hit them, I will have earned this phone. And that's how I think about public speaking. Now it's like, okay, I want to earn these speaking engagements. I've, again, I've shared the lens of someone who is fresh out the gate. Now I want to get to work and earn the right to talk more about entrepreneurship, earn the right to talk more about, you know, everything else. And in addition to that, it's also important to managing my energy and my time. So I talked about how it has taken me like a lot to figure out what was draining my energy, what was giving me energy, and the fact that I needed to start working out again in earnest. I also I know what I need and I need to have a consistent schedule, a consistent schedule of waking up and going to bed. And when I have these speaking engagements that kind of rip me out of my normal schedule, normal pattern to travel or what have you, it interferes with that. So I would love to see myself like buckle down and not be committed or obligated to anyone else for like two or three months and see the progress I make with that. So that's something that I recently decided to do and I'm really looking forward to an obligation free May, June and July. And with that, guys, that is pretty much it. This is how I have been adjusting to being my own boss. I look forward to you guys sharing your feedback with me. Any questions? Let me know if you enjoyed this episode and what you want to hear from me in my next Entrepreneur Diaries. Alrighty, Talk to you soon. This episode was brought to you by FreshBooks. For your free, unrestricted 30-day trial of FreshBooks, visit freshbooks.com slash side hustle pro and enter side hustle pro in the how did you hear about us section. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at side hustle pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the side hustle pro Facebook community. Go to side forward slash mastermind. 
And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you.